journey to New York and getting there uh, via hitchhiking um, and one bus ride. But mostly, was it one bus ride? Yeah, it was, we hitchhiked all the way from Seattle to uh, Minneapolis and then from Minneapolis to uh, Cleveland, we took a bus which we paid for, and then um, from uh, Cleveland to Utica, New York, we hitchhiked, and then um, unfortunately we got stuck in Utica, so that's when I res when I resorted to renting a car, um, and I kind of, I ended the main focus of the story with uh, walking by the Freedom Tower, and um, and the side of Occupy Wall Street, as I recall. Uh, but the audiobook you can buy, um, just click on the um, audio for sale tab on nicholasjackson.com, and that'll take you to my Bandcamp website, which also has a number of songs available, including uh, two new ones. Uh, one was written uh, for a, uh, well, I guess for my flirtation ship girlfriend flirt friend i don't know i don't know it's you know online girlfriend sort sort of kind of not really kind of um if i could get across the atlantic and go see her i would love it and um it would be nice if things uh went somewhere especially since she's from england and i want to live in england at some point in my life that would be you know kind of a good combo um so I was thinking about her and thinking about wanting to go back to England, and I wrote a song about that. And then um, I have this uh, Norwegian friend, her name is Lena, and uh, we're just, I don't know, we talk a lot, and it's awesome. Um, talk more, of course, when I have text message minutes, uh, but she tends to eat those up, so I don't have text message minutes at the moment. Um, hopefully I'll be able to refill my phone. Because uh, I'm stuck with a track phone rather than a contract phone. And I don't know. It has its up and ups and downs. My budget being what it is, um, track phone is about the only thing that I can afford. But I really am getting to that point where I'm starting to miss um, and kind of, kind of want back again uh, the luxuries in life that as of 2010... Um, I kind of started throwing away or setting aside. Uh, 2010 was when I sold my car. Um, financially, it was a good decision at that point because I just couldn't afford it. Um, but um, I could have sold it for more, and um, that was a decision that uh, I made because I thought short term I'm going to end up in a place like San Francisco or Seattle where having a car just won't be practical and I'll be fine. Um, you know, that was making the assumption that I wasn't going to end up in, living in Chico for an extended amount of time. Um, what ended up happening uh, was I was in Chico for all of 2010, but for... Uh, two weeks that I spent in two to three weeks that I spent in the UK, which I've obviously documented on prior podcasts. Um, 
and uh, I was in Chico for the first three months of 2011, um, and then for six months um, in 2011 there, I was in uh, Washington, and then uh, after that, it was the Occupy Tour, where I really could have used a car. Um, so it turns out that that was uh, probably not, you know, it, financially, yes, I had to do it, but um, it probably would have been better if I had found ways to not sell the car or, you know, have the car be a non-op, um, because as I remember, the problem was the car was still registered in Washington from me being in Washington for at least half of 2009. Um, and the latter half of 2008, um, and of course, obviously, I had to re-register it into California, and that was going to be expensive, um, and the car needed smogged, and I think there was something wrong with the fluid system. Um, I don't remember. Hydraulic steering fluid or something was screwed up. I don't remember what it was, but um, point is, I sh you know, I shouldn't have rushed into that. Um, and, you know, it's taken me a while to admit that I shouldn't have rushed into that because I like to proudly say, I like to proudly say, well, I'm the man without a car and I don't need a car and yada, yada, yada. Uh, truth of the matter is cars are really freaking handy. Um, so what has transpired now is um, my dad has moved in with his longtime girlfriend um, and as part of that, he's been able to, uh, get a new used car. Um, so in so doing, he really wasn't using, uh, my grandfather's, uh, old F-250 anymore. 1984 F-250. That thing's freaking huge. Um, but it's also, you know, grandpa's truck. And, uh, it was just kind of sitting there. Um, he had been trying to sell it half-heartedly, um, but I think, you know, deep down he knew he didn't want to really want to sell it, um, and deep down I felt like, hey, we really shouldn't sell this, it's a family heirloom, we want to keep this in the family, um, just because it's Grandpa's truck, <laughs> I mean, um, this was, this truck has been so important in my life for sentimental reasons, and it's, you know, it's kind of stupid, but, you know, whenever Grandma and Grandpa would come over, they'd bring the truck, and it's just this huge, massive truck, and it's got this huge diesel engine that makes this huge, wonderful sound, um, and, the, you know, the, something about the way the steering wheel looked, and, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, dr you know, daydream that I was driving the thing. Um, and lo and behold, um, I start talking to my dad about it, and, um, he starts finally, I, t I talked to him about this for a long time, but he starts finally, uh, you know, going around with me as I figure out the stick, uh, driving the truck, which is in itself, uh, you know, cool. Um, I'm driving Grandpa's truck. Um, by the same token, oh shit, I'm driving Grandpa's truck. I better be really freaking careful with Grandpa's truck. Um, you know, but then it got to this point of, okay, well, I need a car, and, you know, this truck shouldn't be sitting idly by, so, um, 
I'm going to take, I'm going to kind of borrow it. Um, and I say kind of borrow because uh, technically the pink slip has been signed over to me, but it, you know, to me and also via contract with my dad, it's not really mine. You know, I, I'm not going to sell it. I can't sell it. Um, I mean, I could legally sell it, but I couldn't sell it and, um, you know, have a father that I could still talk to. Uh, not that I would want to sell it anyway. Uh, but the pink slip has been transferred to my name. I now have Grandpa's truck. Grandpa's massive F-250 diesel that I can't park <laughs> in the um, apartment parking lot. So I parked it on the street, on the side street of the of the apartment complex. Um, and I gotta say, um, it's nerve-wracking to drive because it's Grandpa's truck and it's big um and you know i i do have my issues with sticks driving sticks but i'm getting it and uh it's certainly a fun challenge um i can say right off the bat that it's not a fun vehicle to drive in traffic um it's annoying in you know shifting in chico traffic um i can't imagine how bad it would be or how frustrating it would be in seattle traffic um, as an example, or San Francisco traffic, or LA traffic, or any bigger city like that, it wouldn't be very much fun. Um, but on, I think it's going to be a lot of fun on uh, back roads and um, that sort of thing. And hopefully that's a chance, that's something that I'll get a chance to do again. Uh, because most of my youth was, well, the better part of my youth, the part of my youth where I could drive, um, most of that was spent uh, driving along back roads. Um, and I, I love driving along back roads. Um, and doggone it, here's a big uh, F-250 diesel from 1984, and I think it deserves to be driven down some back roads or, um, you know, hauling some stuff. Um, you know, redneck type of fun stuff. Redneck as in glorious lack of sophistication type of stuff. Um, I don't know. And, I mean, it would be nice to go on a... I, I keep dreaming of going on a long drive, and it would be fun to take it on a long drive as well. Um, practical, no, but fun, yes. Um, and that in conjunction with Denica coming into town, uh, the temptation to go somewhere is really, really strong. But the problem, of course, is... Um, I just don't have the money to go anywhere. Um, so, of course, that brings me back to the problem of how do I get money, um, which has been a repetitive problem that we're just repeating over and over and over again. Um, my latest harebrained hair scheme is to uh, apply to drive a Chico taxi. Um, and the, prob the thing that makes me nervous about that is you lease the car from the cab company. Um, and sure, they'll call ma cover maintenance, they'll cover insurance, but you have to get enough fares to cover the cost of the lease um, each week. And you only, the money you make is only the money that you get after you pay the lease. Um, so you could very easily end up in the hole, you know, losing money rather than making money. Um, and being. As far as far in debt as I am already, that kind of scares me. 
Um, but honestly, I don't see a lot of options. Um, and it's very frustrating because I like travel, I like transportation, but due to medical considerations, I can't be a pilot. Um, due to math considerations, it doesn't look like I can be a dispatcher. Um, and uh, just due to the, the limits I have with driving, maneuvering big vehicles, um, and I mean, it's, you know, it's a challenge driving the truck, Grandpa's old truck, but I can, I think I can do it, um, park it in a, a compact space, no, but, um, uh, you know, get it out of a driveway and, and, you know, start driving and then park it safely in a driveway, um, is something I think I, I feel confident in doing, but, uh, you know, parallel parking it, uh-uh. Um, much less parallel parking a semi or, uh, you know, backing up with the trailer, uh-uh, can't do it, um, so that kind of, that kind of throws, uh, truck driving out the window as well, which sucks, because as a kid I wanted to be a truck driver, um, and, you know, if I could manage maneuvering the thing, uh, mover, maneuvering a tractor trailer, um, and then shifting as well. I I, I assume the shifting hurdle is going to go away um, as soon as I get better with Grandpa's truck and uh, shifting there. Um, but it seems like the the problem I have with maneuvering vehicles in in tight corners, uh, which I call my parking paranoia. You know, the, my fear of backing up and or my the challenge in backing up and maneuvering. Uh, vehicles in small spaces. Um, I just, I'm not good at that. I don't know why I'm not good at that, but I'm not. Um, but, you know, the road trip urge is there, and I really, really, really have to tell myself, you know, okay, this is there, this is a real urge, this is something that you want to do, but for the love of God, take it easy. I've got to tell myself 
plain and simple. Um, because it honestly, it feels like I'm at this spot. Um, you know, between having, you know, having missed out on the school semester because I was sick. Um, and you know, I'm still not unsick. I'm still having um digestive system issues um i i won't give you the details of that because it isn't fun um but despite that um i'm restless i'm itchy i want to go somewhere i want to do something um and right now all i'm doing with the truck is starting it a couple times a day letting it idle and listening to it purr and oh man um that's that's orgasmic. Uh, that's the only way I can describe it. It's just, it's, uh, to be sitting into that, tr in that truck, even not even driving it, just listening to the engine is, is more than enough. Um, but eventually I know it's not, that's not going to be more than enough. And eventually I know, um, I'm going to want to go on a crazy road trip, um, because I'm me and that's what I do. Um, and, you know, I have no problem with adventures. I, you know, I'm a veteran of adventures. I've gone on many. I'll go, I'll go on many more, I'm sure, before I'm dead. And uh, hopefully uh, the documentation of those adventures will uh, be worth something for those around me or for those in the future. But, uh, you know, as a veteran of my random adventure adventures... Um, I'd really like my, I would really like my next adventure to be somewhat less random. Um, and that's going to require some sort of um, organization, some sort of planning, some sort of way to get enough money to actually be able to travel the way I want to instead of saying, oh, there's a great deal for round trip tickets to England. I'm going tomorrow. And what do you mean I don't have a place to say? Uh, shit. Um, you know, it's, that's, I mean, it does work. You can do that. Um, you know, you can go to Canada and stay in a homeless shelter for three weeks. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but you can. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, look at traveling, look at what I've done, and maybe, you know, make my next adventure, whatever it might be. Um, I'm trying to th think ahead at least a little bit so my next adventure can be uh, sustainable and a, and a more positive experience uh, maybe than my previous ones have been. Uh, the, the ones I've, I've been on, um, most of which I've documented here on the podcast, the only really major adventure that I did on my own accord, as in uh, not part of a school trip, that sort of thing. The only one, only other major one was uh, my 2006 trip to uh, cross country by rail. Um, and unfortunately, most of that trip, um, I did tell some stories about that and document some about that, but most of that, unfortunately, was lost. Uh, when we lost the Let's Talk Train Show archive. Um, but everything else since then, I think, has been well documented. I documented England quite well. I documented the Occupy trip uh, quite well, or at least the first part of it. Um, and, you know, the latter part of it honestly wasn't 
uh, wasn't that exciting. Um, you know, at one point we got a little stoned, at another point, um, we took the car, or took the rented truck, uh, Dodge Ram 1500, as I recall, and drove it from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Centralia, Washington, in like three and a half days, um, and we did it really, really quickly. Uh, got lost in the southeast, uh, went through Kentucky and Tennessee, I'm pretty sure, uh, but we went over the Appalachians at night. Uh, the one notable stop we did make was Asheville, which, um, walked around a little bit, and people said cool things about Asheville, but, uh, either we didn't stay there long enough to find the cool things, or there just weren't cool things there, because, uh, all I remember is we stopped at a, a restaurant, uh, just trying to get some water and use the bathroom, um, and we got yelled at for trying to get some water and using the bathroom. So we ended up having to buy food, um, which was kind of annoying. Um, and then we moved on, and I think that night we made it all to, all the way to Indiana, maybe, before we pulled over and found a place to sleep. Um, and then the next, next day we went to, from Indiana to... Uh, Eastern Kansas, I think, um, and we either, we stopped somewhere in Eastern Kansas, or, or, excuse me, Western Kansas, or we made it all the way to Colorado, um, but I definitely rem remember trying to take the scenic route through Denver, um, and having that take forever, did go through Aurora at one point, um, or no, not Aurora, uh, Littleton. I think we went through Littleton at one point. Um, and then we went through Glenwood Springs. I wanted to stay in Glenwood Springs somehow, but there wasn't a good rest stop. But that was the first time I had been through Glenwood Springs in a long, long time, so that was a highlight. Uh, then we took the back roads kind of through Utah and then ended up on I-84. And once we hit I-84, I it was just... Speed Demon, take a nap once every few hours, um, all the way to the Dalles, and, uh, we kind of tried to enjoy Oregon and stop for a little while, um, uh, at Trotdale Airport there, and then cross the bridge over and drop the car off in Centralia, uh, where we took, as I recalled, a series of public transit buses to the dorms that I was staying in, in Auburn. Um, and then later, uh, took a series of buses, um, and actually was able, able to make it all the way to, uh, Bellingham and the actual Canadian border. Um, crossed into Canada, uh, showed them my birth certificate, um, and my ID so I could get in, uh, not realize, or, well, realizing, but, uh, kind of almost not wanting to think about the fact that I couldn't go back thinking, oh, well, maybe, you know, going to Canada without coming back could be a good thing. But uh, as it turned out, no, um, because I followed Denica um, all the way out to Victoria. And um, at this point, uh, Occupy was being basically disassembled. Um, so by the time we got to Victoria, Occupy was done. 
Um, and unfortunately, we were going to stay at Occupy Victoria, and Occupy Victoria was no longer there. Um, and Denica took off to do some things, and I was kind of left there in Victoria sitting there going, huh, what should I do with myself? Um, so I ended up in a shelter for a couple weeks in Victoria until I could get the money on the 1st of December, as I recall, to get off the island and buy a Greyhound ticket back to Seattle, um, which I finally did. So, um, yes, that's the great great part of the story that I didn't tell in the, uh, uh, the Occupy Wall Street story or whatever I called it, Tripping Hobos. In the Tripping Hobos story, I didn't tell the part of the story that I just that did there. But if you're interested in the first part of the journey, the hitchhiking from Seattle to Minneapolis, and then the bus trip to Cleveland, and then um, the rest of the trip to New York. If you're interested in that, uh, click on Audio for Sale on NicholasJackson.com, and uh, it uh, it'll be in there under the... You probably have to look at more albums or whatever, but it'll be in there under uh, Tripping Hobos. Um, and I did actually... I, I wrote a book uh, on it, and I haven't edited it, of course, so it's an audio book. Um, and it would greatly help if you would buy that. Um, please tell your friends about it. Buy it. Um, that would be very helpful, because I do want to travel again. Um, I haven't really traveled in, um, well, I, I did a minor train excursion last year, so I haven't traveled in about a year. Uh, I think last February was when I went traveling. I went to do the Tehachapi pass-through route, um, last year and had my Portland, uh, and L.A. mishaps. Uh, which I think I covered in the podcast last year. So, um, definitely have my share of adventures, but I need a new adventure because I'm restless. Um, and I mean, maybe I'll, maybe taxi driving is my next adventure. Taxi driving in Chico certainly sounds like an adventure. Uh, maybe not a fun one, but an adventure. Um, you know, maybe that'll be in the next one, maybe... Maybe not, but either way, I can guarantee you that by hook or by crook, I'll keep paying the seven bucks a month needed to keep the podcast going, um, and I will keep a computer handy so I can keep podcasting, because dang it, I love it, um, and I just wish I could make money from it. Um, yeah, so that's it for now. Uh, Till next time, stay sane, stay safe. Happy landings. Happy railroading. Bye.